Hi, Karina here with a little note for those about to listen to this bonus episode. This episode contains a content warning for Harry Potter. When I decided to do this wrecked episode to talk about the cursed child, the situation with J.K. Rowling had not yet blown up. Otherwise, I would have chosen to not even mention the book, even though this is not a recommendation. Quite the contrary. I really dislike The Cursed Child, and that's the only reason why I decided to bring it to the podcast. I'm re-uploading this episode just to make sure that everybody who is now listening to the podcast for the first time understands that I do not endorse J.K. Rowling in any way, and I will not mention her books or her person anymore across the podcast on season two. There is one episode of this season, episode six, where I talk about her transphobia because I thought it was important to address it so that people know where I stand. I stand with trans people. I stand with everybody who supports and acts in support of trans people. This is Wrecked, the bonus episode where I either recommend a book or I wreck it. On today's episode, I bring you Harry Potter and the Cursed Child by J.K. Rowling, Jack Thorne, and John Tiffany. Now, before I start talking about the book, I want to put it out there that I really didn't like the Cursed Child. I've been a Potterhead since, uh, well, even before I knew what a Potterhead was. Um, I read the first book when I was about 13. It was recommended by a friend because I really liked reading as a child as well. And there was a friend of mine who asked me, have you read Harry Potter? And when I said no, she was quite surprised by it because I liked reading so much and Harry Potter was so famous. So I went to the school library And I got the book. And after that, every time I saw that friend, I would go on and on and on about Harry Potter because I liked it so much. I owned, I think, two books uh, when I was a child. The rest I always got from the library because the books were quite expensive. And I, the the two editions, which are the... um, Prisoner of Azkaban and The Order of the Phoenix, which were the only books that I had for a very long time. They were read so, so often that the Portuguese editions that I have are completely broken. They're really ugly, especially because I loved snacking while I was reading the books. And I kept going back to them, even though I got books from the library very often. Sometimes I just felt like going into the Harry Potter world over and over again. I read the, the Prisoner of Azkaban so often that most people say it's their favorite book, but I'm done with it. Like, I would read it again. I'm not saying that I wouldn't read it again, but I've read it so often that it kind of, it's maybe the book I like the least nowadays because of so many times I read it. And um, I was really excited when the when I heard that there was going to be something else made um, with Harry Potter. Uh, because I tend to be optimist, optimistic about this thing. Same thing when a book is turned into a movie. I always go into the cinema thinking this is going to be good and I'm happy that they're making something else with, with something that I love so much. But when I got The Cursed Child and I really wanted to read it, I knew I knew that it was going to be written as a play and that's usually not a problem. I've read plays at school and, and it's fine. They're easy to read because it's just dialogue. But the more I got into The Cursed Child, the more 
I realized I've read better fan fiction and I haven't even read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction because Harry Potter is the, um, the kind of fandom that it has been in my life always and it still is so it's the kind of books that I tend to go back to and that I've always loved but I usually read more fan fiction for BBC Sherlock just put out there and I've written fan fiction for BBC Sherlock but I've always loved Harry Potter and I've read some fan fiction and The Cursed Child was so far-fetched and the dialogues just didn't click. I think what bothered me the most about the book was that the characters are not the characters. I, I'm not saying that I'm a great writer, it's not what I'm trying to claim here, but even I could have written better characters, better Harry Potter characters, more in character than The Cursed Child. I know that J.K. Rowling didn't really write it, it was Jack Thorne and John Tiffany, and but she approved of it, and I don't understand why, because the characters are so out of character. Hermione became the Minister of Magic. Now, I know that maybe with the whole spew thing, it, it may kind of seem like she would pursue that, but I don't see Hermione as the Minister of Magic, and usually... Every Minister of Magic in Harry Potter is a crook. They have, well, with, I mean, uh, true to life, really. And they usually have, like, this set intentions. They're very cunning. So I, I wouldn't expect Hermione to want to do that. I would expect Hermione to want to make a change in the world. But I, I don't think she would do it so through politics this way. I don't know. That's something that I, I wouldn't put Hermione as Minister of Magic, although to be fair, a lot of people also complain that Harry Potter would never be an Auror. And I did accept that in the books. Then, of course, um, just by the way, I just want to say that I did not reread the book in order to talk about it here because I didn't want to waste my time. I've read it once, reread passages, didn't like it. I didn't really want to spend more time reading uh, The Cursed Child when I have so many other things to read. But I did take notes and I went back to some pages because I knew what I wanted to talk about. And one of the things that I think bothered me the most in it was when Harry told Albus that he wished he wasn't his son. Like Harry Potter was abused, psychologically abused, all of his childhood. Like until his teens, actually, until he actually left, um, left the, the the house of their aunt and uncle, he was always abused. And I don't think, actually, I'm sure that Harry Potter would not do us this dirty. He would not go on to tell his son that, oh, I wish you weren't my son. When he was like, he was different. People were looking at him because he was Harry Potter. He was in a position he didn't want to be. And he knew the struggle of people expecting something from him that he couldn't give because he was just a boy. And the f when he says this to his son, I, I just wanted to throw the book across the room. Harry Potter would not do that. A lot of the characters, when I am reading them, like actually most characters, the old characters, Hermione, Ron, Jeannie, Harry, like they don't sound like themselves. They don't sound like the characters in the books because when you read the, um, the six books, 
you recognize the characters. You recognize them in the dialogues that they have. And this whole cursed child, this whole it's a play. So you mostly have dialogues and theater cues. And the dialogues don't sound true to life. They don't sound true to their characters. Then another... This bothered me immensely. Like I said, I said I could write better characters, more in character than this. Another thing that bothered me is... J.K. Rowling had to deal with so much criticism regarding the time turners and how, like, okay, we can use time turners for Hermione to go to school and later on even to save Sirius. But we cannot use time turners to change the course of what happened between, like, Voldemort and the Potters or, you know, or just Voldemort in itself. Why? If you have a time turner and you can stop Voldemort from creating his horcruxes or whatever, why don't you use it? Why can't you save Sirius Black, but you can't change the course of history before that? Because, like, everything that happened before led to Sirius Black being caught. So she was so criticized, and yet she allowed... I think... I'm not sure who wrote, if it was just Jack Thorne or John Tiffany, like, together, if one wrote more than the other, but... How could J.K. Rowling allow them to actually go and get the time turners again? And then they get to the story and there's like, oh, there's one time turner which was not destroyed. And then stuff goes bad. And apparently, oh no, wait, there is another time turner. Just the two. Like exactly the amount of time turners you need are there. The rest was destroyed. But those two, no one, but two, are available. What? Like... Why? Why would you do this? Like, it's... it's <laughs> A lot of people also criticize, for example, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien with the eagles, and I understand why. And this is a bit like that. This is... Um, I forgot... There is a term for that that I actually forgot. It's something with God. Deus Machina? Deus Ex Machina? Deus Machina? Something like that. I forgot the term, but there is a term when something happens that kind of solves everything and like there's it doesn't really add anything it doesn't even go get something from the plot from before it just happens right there and then it makes everything perfect and this felt a bit like it like why first of all why would you get the time turners second of all why like two time turners couldn't you think of something better couldn't you come up with with another plot device another thing that bothered me a bit was Bellatrix having a child with Voldemort. Like, Voldemort would never want anyone to inherit anything from him, even less his powers or the possibility that someone would be, for example, as good as him or overtake him. Voldemort was focused only on one thing, to become immortal and to become... Okay, these two things. To become immortal and to become the most powerful wizard in the world. I don't think he had in his mind getting it on with Bellatrix Lestrange because I think he didn't like her. I think he just tolerated her. She was crazy about him. She was actually obsessed <laughs> with him. Not even... Let's, I, I can't really call it love because she is obsessed with her and the power figure that he is but he I don't think he liked anyone everybody was a tool that he used to reach what he wanted to reach and Bellatrix as well she was very faithful which was very convenient to him 
But he, like I said, tolerated her, didn't really accept her as more than just a faithful servant. So just the thought that they would get it on, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like anything, everything about this book is kind of nuts, except maybe the, um, I really like the relationship and the friendship between Albus and Scorpius. Because I think that is nice. It's nice to put, okay, these two people used to be enemies and now they're children, best friends, and Albus is in Slytherin. I really like that. But the, everything about the rest of the plot is just freaking insane. And I really disliked it. And I just wanted to put it out there for all of you. And sometimes, you know, I'm reading something online and I'm like... What the heck are they talking about? This never happened. What? What? And then you kind of, I kind of remember. Oh yeah, it was the cursed child. But I do not see the cursed child as canon. And I know I'm in denial because there's nothing I can do. The book exists. J.K. Rowling says, yeah, this happened and this is true. But for me, everything that happened in the cursed child, I don't see it as canon. I don't see it as as something that is part of the story. that For me, that didn't happen. That it, it doesn't exist. It's just something that someone wrote to make a Harry Potter play. But that's just that. It has its, its own world and it does not fit in the Potterverse. And I know, again, that I'm in denial, but this is how I look and will always look at The Cursed Child. It's as a side story that has nothing, that has no connection to the main story. Let's call it fan fiction. I would be willing to accept some better fan fictions, but not The Cursed Child. So yes, I am wrecking this book today. Please let me know what you think of it. You can leave comments on my Instagram account. I'm going to make a post about The Cursed Child and about uh, the podcast, about this uh, bonus episode. Uh, I'm also a bit late on the episodes because with this quarantine thing um, my mind has gone into vacation mode and even though I actually have more time than I used to have because now I'm working like two days a week since I still have the job at the bookshop but the bookshop even is closing earlier so I have more time my mind is like nope you're on vacation you're not supposed to go out so you are not going to do anything I've even been reading less even though I did pick up two books that I, I'm not enjoying that much. So I think that's what's um, keeping me from reading more. But because of this quarantine thing, I've just taken more time and it's taken me longer to put up these episodes. So the next episode will still come out this month, but maybe next week or so. So let me know. Go to my comments on my Instagram and let me know what you think of it. I would really like to hear opinions of people who really liked Harry Potter, especially people who liked The Cursed Child. Why did they like it? What they would change? Um, and the people who didn't, why they didn't like it? If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe. You can find all of my social media on Linktree slash Karina Preira. I'm now doing some extra texts about language, um, talking about Dutch expressions because I've been living, I've been studying Dutch for about eight years. I've been living in the Netherlands for six or seven months now, but I lived eight years in Belgium. 
So I've been busier on Medium and my bookish account on Instagram is always, I'm always posting something so you can get updates and new episodes every time they come out. And please stay tuned after the song, after the little outro, how do you say? You say intro, do you say outro? Well, the exit, outro, whatever you want to call it, song, there's a little blooper from today's episode because I was recording it with my boyfriend on the side first. Uh, just t- testing the equipment and I was talking about Harry Potter so um, I think you'll like it. I will talk to you I hope next week or in a few weeks for a new episode of A Story of Sorts. Talk to you then! So, today I'm going to talk shit about no, <laughs> I would never talk shit about Debbie. What? Oh no, you never do that. What? What do you mean? I never talk shit about Debbie. I just say sweet things about Debbie, even when I call her lazy, is with love. No, today I am going to talk shit about the cursed child. That's true. You don't talk shit about Debbie. You talk shit as Debbie. As Debbie? No, but I only talk shit as Debbie about other people, especially myself. I only talk like shit, as in, like, what is Debbie thinking about me right now? Which, I'm not saying it's something that worries me a lot. Just putting it out there, it doesn't worry me at all. Uh, I don't care. I wouldn't pay to read her, her thoughts. But, it's, like, that's different. I'm not saying shit about Debbie. It's Debbie saying shit about me through myself. It's maybe a self-reflection. Or something. 